the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Free Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining in today. And uh, those of you that have reached out to me and said that you look forward to the show and you get in your car and turn on the radio if you have to because you can't get reception in your house and you'll drive around or you even miss church. I, I wish we could do this to where you don't miss church, but because we all need to be in his word as much as possible and in worship time as much as possible. And lately I've been on the run so much that I am missing being in church. And so I have to get to where um, I can chisel out that time to be in his word, to be in his presence, and to be in church. People say to me, well, you know, I have a personal relationship. I don't need to be in church. And what I'm going to say to that is is that, you know, if you think about a campfire or coals, like a barbecue, and you've got all these individual coals, if the coals are by themselves and you try to light them, they don't stay lit very long. You realize that, right? It takes the coals heating up each other in that situation that keeps the coals burning. And so we are one coal out of all the church members in a church. We we are one coal, and then the person sitting next to you in church is another coal. And, you know, we, we together create the environment and that heat and the fire. And the fire is a good thing. It's a good fire. It's a fire that, um, you know, cleanses or Um, you know, burns out the bad stuff so that, you know, new things can grow, you know. Um, So we need to be that one coal, that burning coal, but we need to be in church. And you need to be where you can be fed, but also realize that there might be somebody that needs you. And you might be the right person that God wants to use this Sunday or this Saturday night, you know, and because you're choosing not to go, is causing this person, you know, God's going to have to choose number two. But, you know, really, you were the you were the right person to go. And, you know, the devil's going to do everything he can to keep you from that appointment. You realize that. It's amazing how it works, and it's really true, and it's a spiritual battle that goes on, and we're not aware unless we want to be aware. If you ask the Lord to reveal to you, and you ask the Holy Spirit to show you, hold on, because he will. And I think it's important that we are there for one another. I'm going to read from uh, Jesus Calling right now. Before I do that, I just want to say that my heart is really, really heavy. And my heart is really, really happy. All at the same time. Is that amazing how it can be really heavy and really happy? The reason it's heavy, it's multiple reasons. I've lost a couple dear friends that I didn't spend enough time with while they were here. And even though I knew they were ill, 
I just didn't realize they were that ill to where I wouldn't have that moment, that chance to just tell them how much they meant to me and how much I loved them. And so the reason I'm sharing that with you is if you are in a, a situation similar to where there's somebody you are aware of, somebody that you know that, you know, just taking time, cutting out some time to spend with that person. Sometimes it's not real comfortable, is it? Sometimes we have to put ourselves in uncomfortable situations. It doesn't feel comfortable to be around people that are sick or dying. But you know what? Think about it if it was you. Would you want people to, you know, embrace you? Would you want people to be there for you? I know I would. I would want, you know, the funeral is another thing, you know? And I'm saddened because of the amount of outpour of people on Facebook and, you know, just the, all the wonderful, beautiful things that are being said and done. But the person's gone. And yes, are they in heaven? And are they looking down and smiling? But how much more it might have meant to hear it while we were on this earth. So for me, I'm learning from this pain of not having and taking that time. And moving forward, I hope I've learned this lesson better than ever so that the next opportunity I have, that I'm going to be more available. We're all busy. We're all busy. But are we too busy? Are you too busy? Am I too busy to cut some time out? To love on somebody. I found out this weekend I was at a dance event with a bunch of dancers. And I found out that another dancer, who's probably the biggest light in the community and just an adorable soul, young, beautiful, talented, and I find out she took her life. What? I mean, I'm just, everybody in the community is like in shock. And your heart goes out for those that are left behind. And then you ask yourself, how come we didn't see it? How come we didn't know? How come, you know, she's smiling all the time. I can't think of another person in the dance world that smiled more beautifully and more readily and just the light all the time. But down deep, she's in pain. We will never have all the answers as to why. You know, that's going to be the unanswered question. Why? Why in the world? But it hurts so bad. I mean, you ask yourself, you know, could you have done anything better? Could you have done anything different? Could you have, you know, just known and, and reached out? You know, Lord, show me who is in need. Who needs a smile? Who needs a hug? Who needs an encouraging word? Who needs, show me God, show me who needs love. Show me who needs love. Don't we all need love? And in this world of, you know, going after it and uh, thinking about self, there's so many hurting people and we just don't 
know. Every one of us, some way or another, is hurting. And who is it up to to reach out and be there? Somebody else? Always somebody else's. That's somebody else's job. That's not mine. I'm too busy. Really? I don't want to be too busy. I want to be aware of hurting people. I do. And if I can help, I want to help. Do you? Ask the Lord to show you. When you go into church, don't sit in the same seat. God, where do you want me to sit today? Who needs me? See, it's not all about getting. It's about giving. He says the joy is in the giving, not the getting. And we have a time for both. I've been on both ends of this. There's been times where I've been in need, and I'm so thankful that people were there for me. And there's times when I'm, 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 I'm in a good place, and I'm just overflowing. And that's when I feel that I can give. But you know what? Not always is it when we're overflowing that God calls on you to give. It could be when you're really, really down, and you're still called to give. It's pretty amazing. And going into the show today, oh, that was the sad part. So that's the sad part. And I had another friend who died of cancer, about a cancer. She had lived a full life. She's a really dear friend. And uh, she's gone now. And she was married for many, many years and loved her husband. Her husband went home a long time before. And so now I just feel like they're, they're back together again. And they're embracing each other and they're dancing. They're back to dancing together. And, and that I'm smiling about. Because the pain is gone. The heart pain is gone. The, the body pain, health pain is gone. So for that, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm just sad that I didn't etch out some time to go see her. It was only an hour away, but it was an hour away. And I didn't take the time. I kept saying, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to. And I, time passed, and she passed. And I'm sad. So that's the sad part. The happy part is, is this morning I signed the escrow papers for the God Ranch, the God Dream. Yay! Now the real work begins. Okay, this place needs a lot of attention. And I'm, I'm thinking... This place, it's only a four-bedroom. It's a four-bedroom, four-bath, two-story with nine acres of land. God, it's yours, what you're going to do with it. It's in your hands. If you know anybody that would like to get involved with this, I'm open because it's way bigger than me, way bigger than me. So that's the happy and, and it's going to take a lot of work. So it's happy, but it's like, oh, boy. Yeah. Those of you that are tuning in right now, thank you so much for doing so. And it's no coincidence that you've tuned in to the Sue Free Show. And I just want to say thank you. And uh, if you're listening to me in San Diego, thank you so much. I love you guys down there. And I just love San Diego. It's such a wonderful place to come from. 
And the word in Ventura County, thank you so much for joining in KKLA for Orange County in L.A. I'm looking for a station in the Riverside San Bernardino area. I, I need to find a station there, so if you know one, let me know. And all the way up to San Luis Obispo. That's on the radio, on air. I can let you know. If you know somebody, go to SueFreeze.com, and uh, it can tell you where you can go to listen on the radio. But you can listen uh, by podcast on iTunes, iHeart, or just go to SueFreeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com, and you can listen there when you want. You know, podcast, eight and a half years of them and different uh, subject matters, different guests on this show. So that's the sad, the down, and the up all happening all at once. And when I think about what I've just kind of expressed to you and the feelings and the emotions, I'm thinking about friends that I have right now that are struggling, struggling with relationships, struggling with life, struggling with depression, Depression. That's a big one. I'm going to do another show on depression because it really takes, it, it's going to need an hour show. It is definitely going to need an hour show. And I just, it saddens me because depression is something that a lot of people don't talk about, they're embarrassed about, or they're ignoring it, even though it's real. And they don't even understand what's causing the depression. You know, it's like, what's causing me to be so down? Is it because my dreams that I thought were, you know, I thought I was going to get married and I didn't get married. Uh, I thought I was going to have children and I don't have children. Um, I'm depressed just because I just don't know what I'm doing with my life. My life doesn't matter as much as I would like it to matter. I'm not making a difference in this world. It has no significance. Or I'm just feeling unhappy. And I don't even understand where the unhappiness is coming from. This isn't me I'm talking about. This is, these are the things that I'm hearing from other people. And it causes us to just spiral down to where, how do you get out of it? How do you get out of the spiral down? And, you know, you can say, oh, yeah, pray more, read more. And sometimes it might not just be enough. Maybe it's just not enough. We need people. Barbara Streisand, people who need people. You know, that song. And we all do need people. We need each other. We are a single coal that can't stay burning without more coals. And we need to friend each other. We need to be there for one another. And look for opportunities to praise, to um, edify, to build each other up to encourage, to inspire one another. Because there's so much of the other going on, you don't even have to work at it, not even a little bit. There's so much of the other going on. So reading from Jesus Calling for today, it says, Time with me cannot be rushed. Boy, is this speaking to me right now. When you are in a hurry, your mind flitters back and forth between me and the tasks ahead of you. Push back the demands pressing in on you. Create a safe space around you, a haven in which you can rest with me. I also desire this time of focused attention 
and I use it to bless you, strengthening and equipping you for the day ahead. Thus, spending time with me is a wise investment. Bring me the sacrifice of your precious time. This creates sacred space around you, space permeated with my presence and my peace. I don't know about you, but I want more of that. I want more of his presence, and I want more of his peace. And I want more of it to where I can overflow and help others. Find it, have it, embellish in it. What do you want? Sometimes we have to just stop and ask ourselves that question. What is important to you? What do you want? What are the desires of your heart? You have to be clear. People say that I'm direct. Sue Freeze, you're so direct. You're so real, but you're so direct. And sometimes that can make people uncomfortable. I don't, I don't know any other way to be, and sometimes people need to feel uncomfortable. There's times when I feel uncomfortable, and it's okay. Because we learn from being uncomfortable. I was thinking about this friend and other people that I know, and people that are in relationships, and the love has died. Is that you? Where your relationship, your, your love, that it's not that you don't love the person, but you don't love the person. You know, that romantic, like, oh, I just oh, adore this person. I cannot wait to be with that person again. Something's like missed. Something's gone, and you want to relight that fire, right? What do you do with that? How do you rekindle that? You have to be honest, right? You have to be honest. You have to be honest with yourself, and you have to be honest with the other person. And I was talking to a really close friend just last night about a friend, two friends, that have recently broken off their relationship. And one person broke it off. The other person's going, what happened? And I was thinking about them, and I was thinking about all the people that I know that are depressed or feeling that they just never really have experienced that type of love ever, ever. They haven't been in a relationship where they've really experienced that deep, deep, vulnerable love. And if you have a choice between really laying it all out there and being all in and experiencing love to the greatest, but then this fear of losing it, some people don't give it all because they're afraid of losing it or it not being reciprocated. And I think that's a tragedy because when we hold back, who are we cheating when we hold back, when we don't give everything we have, just lay it all out there and put it all out there, all of our love, all of everything that, we, that God has created inside of us. If we don't give it all out and just give it our best shot, Hit me with your best shot. If we don't give it our best and our all, who are we cheating? 
We're cheating not just ourselves, but we are cheating ourselves because you're never going to know, are you? If you don't, if you don't lay it all out there, you're never going to know. And isn't it better to have loved and to have lost than never to have loved at all? It's scary, though, isn't it? It's really scary to lay it all out there. I'm all in. It's very scary to do that. But when you hold back, you're not experiencing the fullness of that love and that relationship. Does God hold back from us? No. Does he give it everything? Does he give us everything? Yes, he does. And he wants us to give him. He says, put me first. I want to be first. Not second after you have this, this, and this done. I want to be first in your life. And if you put me first and then love thy neighbor as thyself, what does that mean? What is that? When you think about loving thy neighbor, who's your neighbor? Everyone. Everyone is your neighbor. It's not next door neighbor. It's neighbor, which is everyone. So love thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and body. Love thy neighbor as thyself, meaning as you would love yourself, you love that person, that other person. How many times do we judge and not love? Sometimes it's not even like it's not, you don't think before you judge. It just kind of happens. It just kind of, that mind thought goes on and you're just going, whoops, stop. I'm not going to judge. We have no idea where that person has just been. We have no idea what they're going through. In my life of the things and turmoil that I've been through and the decisions I've made and things that have happened, I've said, you know, people can't judge me because they've never walked in my shoes. They have no idea where I've been, what I've done, you know, what's happened to me. Nor do people know everything about you. Nobody has walked in your shoes but you. And guess who? God. He's right there. He might not be walking in your shoes, but he's right by you, walking by your side and sometimes carrying you like the footprint poem, that whole poster that you see so frequently in stores where you see one set of footsteps in the sand. Where were you? I was carrying you. I love that. I love that. So let me ask you, in your relationship, are you giving it all you've got? And if you're not, is it because you're afraid? Then you have to ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen and what is the fear? Face your fear. Face it. Okay? I've had to do that so many times where I've said, what's the worst that could happen in this situation? Because that takes all the power out of that fear. What's the worst that could happen in this given situation? Oh, gee, we break up. Okay. Broken heart. Okay. I'm not minimizing that. I've been there. I've done it. It hurts. It hurts so bad. Sometimes you just don't want to get out of bed. I get it. Believe me, I get it. But I also know that I got through it. And so will you. You'll get through it. And I think about all the people that are struggling with cancer, don't know how long they've got left to live. And we have our health, and yet we're... We're just letting these days just float by. We're letting them just float by as if they're nothing. And you only have so many. So what are you doing with these days? Get up. Get out of it. Find out what's causing it. Get to the bottom, the root, and get that root pulled out. Because you can put Band-Aids, you can take drugs, you can do all of that, and all you're doing is putting a Band-Aid on it. 
We don't want to do that. I'm being direct right now, aren't I? I'm sorry. You might not like this. I'll be back with more of the Sue Free Show and her directness right after this brief break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother, Andy Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. E.C.O.L.A. Termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. All right, it's David James. My friend, Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola, is here. And, Sue, you were just telling me that allergies and termites have something in common? Dave, if you have a problem with termites in your home but also suffer from allergies and chemical sensitivity, we offer an array of termite control services that will be able to solve your problem without putting your health at risk. Our Ecola heat process uses extreme heat instead of chemicals to kill and remove termites and any other pests that may be infesting your home. Yes, and you were telling me about the awesome electro gun treatments. It sends electricity through the wood and you use it as part of your termite control services? They're very effective. So if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals, know that we have an array of options for termite control. Don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home. Call E. Cola Termite and Pest Control Services now. 800-332-BUGS. 800-332-BUGS or termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite Pest Management Services, for sponsoring this show. And if you would like to sponsor the show, I'd like to talk with you. I have wisdom. I do. In this department of advertising and marketing, I can help you. And I want to. So give me a call or connect with me on the Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. I need to make that a jingle. Anyway, um, yeah, connect with me, would you? And Learning to Breathe is a book that I wrote when I couldn't do much of anything else. I was laying there healing from a shattered leg, wasn't sure if I was going to be able to dance, walk, uh, you know, all of those things. And that's just another one of those things that we go through. And, you know, you just make the the best and the most of, of time that you have. And I was thinking, man, what am I going to do? I've got six months of, you know, trying to get this leg to heal and... Oh, boy, that's going to be really tough on me because I am not good sitting down. I don't like to lay down. I like to just go, go, go. But the Lord had another idea. You know, be still and know that I am God. You know, that's what I kept hearing. Okay, I'm being still. What am I going to do with this time? You know, 
And so uh, the book is a great book, uh, I've heard from other people. Uh, it's more than just on asthma. It's it's my journey with my son and, uh, you know, learning that my parents were going to get divorced and how that all went and how I found the Lord at YMCA camp. And just there's so much in this book. And people say, you know, you got to quit saying that it's an asthma book because it's so much more than that. But I will tell you, the book says, I mean, the title is Learning to Breathe. And people say, is that a yoga book? No, it's not a yoga book. It does have a whole chapter at the end on things that you can do to help you or a family member if they're struggling uh, with asthma or respiratory issues of any manner. And that is where the passion comes from for E. coli and alternative treatments. It's getting rid of the bugs, but doing it a different way, an alternative way. Uh, Is it as effective? Yes, it is. Uh, you just have to understand what it is we're doing, how we're doing it, why we're doing it. And, and then everybody, the expectations are clear, very important. In all things, you need to have your expectations be clear on both parts. So there's some scriptures that go with what I read just a little before the break. And uh, these are the scriptures. And I like to always refer to scriptures because, you know, his word is true today uh, just as if it was a 100 years ago. It's so wonderful, and it's so now. Let me understand the teaching of your precepts. Then I will meditate on your wonders. That's Psalm 119.27. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. You have done a foolish thing, and from now on you will be at war. Second Chronicles 16.9. Uh, that one you're going to have to reference it to find out what he's talking about there because I don't have time to go into it right now. So that's a challenge. Second Chronicles 16.9, go there and check that out. And the last one is Hebrews 13.15, and it's therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. The fruit of our lips giving thanks to him, to his name. So we need to always be giving praise to him. You know, God willing, thanks be to Jesus. Those types of things. So I have a little index card. uh, I don't know what you call it. It's on a little ring, a metal ring, and it has a little elasticized thing that goes around it. And on the front of it, I put scriptures because I have a goal of memorizing scriptures. I think it's really important to memorize scriptures. And so I am doing that. And so the way I'm doing it is, you know, the flashcards that used to have when you were teaching your children or you were learning how to do multiplications, it's kind of the same concept. Uh, I'm doing it for scriptures. And in my Bible, I have a lot of things over the years and years and years of having this Bible where I have things written on the side margins and down at the bottom and the front of a Bible, one of the books, you know. Uh, I just have different things written. And so uh, I stumbled across uh, this, and I think it's so appropriate for today's radio show. And it's seven steps to healing. There's a lot of people that I'm, I, I kind of mentioned before the break about uh, breakups in relationships where our, our hearts are broken. And, uh, you know, we're trying to figure out what was our part in this and how could I have done better and what could I do different next time and, you know, just understanding that. And what I say to people that are struggling with heartbreak is don't numb yourself to the point where you can't love again. Don't put up these boundaries and these walls to where you don't feel that you can give your heart again because you're going to miss out. You're going to miss out on something very, very special. And God doesn't want that for you, and I definitely don't want to see anyone miss that relationship of just love, that love relationship. 
that God created us for, and it is with him, but it's also, I believe, he made us, man and woman, he made us, and that he wants us to be loving human beings. He's not asking us to judge. He's telling us faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is what? We do need faith, don't we? And we need hope. And as long as there's breath, there's hope. The minute we take that breath away, there is no more hope. This young lady, Nikki, who took her life, I'm never going to understand that. And so many aren't, and we all are in pain over it. But she doesn't have breath anymore. There is no hope for her. Is there good going to come from this? Yes. There's a new awareness. There's a new awareness, and hopefully more people are going to discover and find that personal relationship with our Heavenly Father over this. And I'm hoping that everyone understands that everybody that we come in contact with is hurting in some way. And are we going to help? Are we going to hurt? What are we going to do to help in that situation? So put yourself out there. Be vulnerable. Be real. And the other thing I'm going to say as far as relationships is that if you're going into a relationship, a lot of times breakups happen because of geographic being too far apart and one person thinking the other person's going to move and they don't and they're not gonna. So isn't this one of those questions that you could ask up front? And, and here's another one. Kids, no kids. Alcohol, no alcohol. Church, no church. Religion, no religion or another religion. Smoking, no smoking. Drinking, no drinking. Aren't these questions that we could ask up front? And would these be deal breakers? I have probably three whole shows on deal breakers and asking those questions, those expectations that we can have clear up front. You know, if you're young and you're new, do you want to have children? What is your lifestyle like? Do you travel a lot? Are you gone a lot? Or are you home? Do you want to be home? Are you a homebody or you just like to go, go, go? And the other person, are they a homebody or do they like to go, go, go? Is there a balance in there? Or is, you know, is it going to work? You know, those are questions you need to ask and be clear. Money, no money. Some money, travel, no travel. These things are important. Get this stuff out of the way. All right. Seven steps to healing. The number one that I wrote down here, and I think this must have been from a sermon. It must have been from a church. I was at church one day, and I started writing down the bullet points of what's important. And uh, I'm sure people have different words for, for these things. So I'm just going with what I wrote in my Bible because it's really, really relevant to what we're talking about today. Seven, I like the number seven so much, along with 17. And this is seven steps to healing. So truth, we have to be real. We have to be honest with ourselves, and we have to be honest with the other person. Truth. What is the truth? What is the truth? Number two, what needs went unmet? When we're healing, we're healing from what, and what needs went unmet? And this is good for us to learn this because they're things that we need. We have needs and we have wants. We have necessities and we have desires. We have to know the difference. Choose your battles kind of thing. We have to know the difference. So what needs went unmet? And on a scale from 1 to 10, how important are they? Number three, how do I feel 
about what happened. We really have to put words on our feelings. This has been very difficult for people in my family to be able to put words on what they're feeling. Sometimes it's really difficult to do that. It's vulnerable. There's that fear that comes in like, ooh, what's going to happen when, I, when I'm vulnerable and I, I really let me show? You know, how am I going to be received? Are they going to accept it? Are they going to, what's going to happen on the other end? But that's called fear. Fear of what? The unknown. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. But we have to be honest, truthful. How do I feel about what happened? Number four is separate the earthly people hurts from the heavenly father's promises. If you're tuning in right now, just thank you so much for doing so. This is the Sue Freeze Show. I've been on about eight and a half years. I'm having a uh, lunch with Susie in your neighborhood. If you want to know more about that, just tune into the uh, Sue Freeze, spelled like friesmore.com website. Go there and check out all the things that I have available to you. There are free IMs, and the IMs are things I talk about quite a bit. And uh, they're affirmations. They're things that it's what Christ says about you or who you are. Because sometimes we lose sight of who we are. And we need to understand what Christ says about us. Not what these people on this earth say about us, but what Christ says about us. If you have a choice, I'm hoping you're going to choose what Christ says about you, not what people say about you. And here's one for you. You're victorious. Did you know that? You are victorious. The battle has been won. And even though you might not feel like that right now, you know, you're in the middle of it. You're victorious. And greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Sometimes I have to just say that over and over and over and over again. And maybe you need that right now. And trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways, acknowledge him. So separate the earthly people hurts from heavenly father promises. And if you don't know what those promises are, do you know where to find them? Huh? B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. Yes. Five. Forgive. That's a tough one, but an easy one. Because you can choose to forgive before you feel like you're forgiving them. Did you know that? You can choose to forgive them. You can say, I am choosing to forgive that person even though they don't deserve it. Because they probably don't deserve it. But that doesn't matter. Because it's not about them right now. It's about you. And if you want to get healed, you need to let that go. And the only way you can do that is by forgiving that person. Does that mean forgetting? For me, no, because I need to have healthy boundaries and I need to know who I let in and who I keep out of my inner circle. So you need to understand who the good people are and who the people that aren't so good. The people that have your best interests at heart and those that are in it for themselves. Because they both exist. It's finding them and cultivating the ones you want and putting the other people on the outside of that circle. Does it mean not caring for them and loving on them? No, it means you can do that. 
But you are in control of choosing how far, how deep, how wide, how vulnerable you want to go. That's different than this one-on-one relationship you have with this person that you are in love with. That's a different whole thing. In that, I say, all in. Go all in. You're never going to experience the fullness. The fullness. I know this firsthand. I'm telling you. The fullness of love that you can experience if you don't go all in. Number six, ask God to fill those places, those empty spaces, those places. Just ask God to feel that emptiness inside you. Ask him to fill it. I did this for a long time and I just didn't. I felt it, but I didn't feel it. And then I felt it. So you have to keep on keeping on. It's kind of that type of thing. Just keep on and you believe. You have to listen to the I am's. You have to read the I am's. They're free. Download them. Where? SueFreeze.com. Download them and read them every day. I tell you, it will change you. Your belief system is causing you to react, respond, to do things maybe that aren't giving you the best results. And if you want the best results, you're going to have to change that thinking, that stinking thinking to something better. And there is nothing better than what God says. Number seven, support from others. Sometimes the most difficult thing is, is to let people know that you're down, that you're hurting, that you're vulnerable. I know it was hard for me. There were times in my marriage where I just felt like it's showtime, folks, and I'd put on that little mask and I'd go to church and I'd smile. Nobody thought that I had a care in the world. And I had the whole world on my shoulders. And I had all this baggage that was weighing me down. And I didn't know from day to day, the only thing that kept me getting up was my children that needed me. I didn't have someone to to watch them for a long period of time. So I, I just had to get up and get going. And there were times when I just didn't want to and didn't have the energy to do so. And it's amazing how when you just, you know, I don't know, roll over and stick your foot on the floor and you say, I'm going to walk 10 steps to the shower and I'm going to turn that faucet on. And then you step into the shower and you have that warm water beaten down on your head and your back. Oh, man, it feels so good. You know, there was a time when I couldn't take a shower. Ooh, yeah, I had a cast. I had this thing, these stitches in this metal plate in my legs, still do, but I had stitches and I couldn't get it wet. And so I couldn't, I couldn't take a shower. And you know, some of those, just the simplest of things that you take for granted that you just do all the time. And when you can't do those taken for granted, you just can't do those things. Oh my gosh, new appreciation. When the doctor said you can get in the shower, I was so excited. I couldn't even stand. I couldn't even wait. And I I think my water bill went up quite a bit because I think I just stayed in there as long as I could because it just felt so wonderful to be able to wash my hair underneath that faucet. And I had to sit on a plastic chair that could get wet, but it didn't matter. I just sat there and thank you, God, for the shower. But isn't it amazing how the simplest of things that we take for granted can just be so awesome. Even now, that was in 2011, it's 2017. 
every time I get in the shower, I remember how it felt that first time I could get in the shower after not being able to get in the shower. And I just thank God for that shower. (laughs) And my baths, oh, my goodness, awesome. Anyway, support from others. You know what I say? The Bible has fear not in the Bible 365 times. Why? Because we need to be reminded to fear not every day. So if you are struggling right now, if you are hurting right now, if you don't have the answers, if you're wondering where God is, what's the next step for you? What are you choosing? What are you going to choose to do next? God knows where you are. God knows how you feel. God knows what you think. He knows every thought, every hair. How does he do that? I have no idea, but he does. What are you going to do? What's your next step? I've given you some tools, the seven steps. I'm looking on my uh, my phone right now because something was said today earlier, and I thought, oh, that is so good. I was in my staff meeting this morning with my staff, and they were talking about accidents, truck accidents, and how... The wind blew a gate, and the gate hit my brand-new truck door, and I was so upset about the scratch, and then da-da-da-da. And I'm like, gosh, didn't we, like, realize that the, it was a windy day? Didn't we realize that that gate could, you know, you know, smash shut on my on my door? And another guy parked not in the pr- right place, and someone backed. It was a parking lot, and someone backed into my car, my truck. And I'm thinking, I bought these new trucks so they could look nice, and then all of these things are happening, and I'm like, ugh. And so this was said. If it's predictable, it's preventable. And the person that said this was Gordon Graham. And it was years ago, this, was, this man went into a business setting and had a seminar. And he was talking about sexual harassment at the time. And the one thing that my friend, Stephen, uh, told me was, that's what he remembered. He goes, I don't remember many things about meetings and whatnot, but I just that struck me so strongly that if it's predictable, it's preventable. So let's look at this from the standpoint of this show today. And knowing that someone is ill, it's very possible that that person's not going to be around long. So could I have prevented this pain I feel? Was it predictable? Yes. Could I have done something more? Yes, I could have. And from now on, I will. And I'm asking the Lord to reveal to me and show me people and what what is going on so that I'm going to know more and I'm going to feel more because I'm going to be led by the Holy Spirit. I'm excited about that, but there's always sacrifice when you're put in positions like that. But I'm looking forward to being used in that level. Okay, so we have two minutes left, and I am reaching out to you right now because I want you to evaluate where you are in your life. Is your life where you want it? Is it where God wants it? Are you feeling the joy of the Lord? Are you happy with what's going on in your situation? If you are, praise God. I'm so happy for you. You're so blessed. If you're not, 
And if it's predictable, it's preventable. What can you do now? You know, last minute, you know, the minute before this minute is gone. And you can't get that minute back. You can't get that day back. You can't get that year back. It's gone. Okay, so just understand past is past. So you have right now and you have your future. So the question is, what are you going to do with it? Look at the person in the mirror. Ask yourself those tough questions. And then reach up. Ask the Lord to reveal to you what he wants, what he desires for you. And it might not be a one-time question, just so you know. You might not get that answer the first time you ask. I mean, you can expect to get the answer, but it not, might not be in your time. You heard that before? It's not in your time. It's in his time. But the thing is, is that you are desiring to know, you're desiring to have, you're desiring to be. And that is a very big, big step in the right direction. You were created for a purpose. Live out that purpose. Ask God to reveal that purpose to you so you can be all God has created you to be. Until next week, be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.